Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. Folks, we've been going through the Gospel of Matthew and we're kind of been in what's known as the Sermon on the Mount. And we've been looking at Jesus' words. We're still in chapter 5. And we've been looking at really what I would describe as some heart issues. Issues concerning your heart. And how we ended up getting into these heart issues is because Jesus told the crowd, if you look with me, uh, go back to verse 20 in chapter 5. It says, For I say to you, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, what's he talking about there, George? Well, if you understand the scribes and the Pharisees, you understand that they were pretty, well, had on the outward appearance and the way they acted and the things that they did, they had their act together. They did all the religiously right stuff. But Jesus is saying, unless your righteousness exceeds their righteousness. And first of all, when you look at somebody who's, quote, perfect, you're like, whoa, how can I do that? Well, the issue is the heart, because Jesus changes the heart. That's what grace does. Grace changes your heart. And you see that what Jesus brings up, he, he, he brings along some statements that the Pharisees were used to saying, and he wants to take it a step further, away from the outward action, down to the heart issue. And over the past few weeks, we've looked at several of the hard issues. We've looked at the issue of hating and anger, which is ultimately murder. We've looked at the issue of lust, which is ultimately adultery. And we've looked at the issue of marriage and divorce. Now we're going to get into the issue of integrity. You and I being men and women of what? Integrity. Integrity means wholeness. It's talking about you being a whole person. So I want you to notice with me, we're going to look at verses 33 through 37, and he's going to discuss the issue of integrity concerning the issue of making vows. What do you mean making vows, George? Well, you ever said to somebody, I swear on a stack of Bibles, and like that's supposed to give you some integrity. So he's going to talk about that issue today. So look with me, verses 33 through 37, and then we're going to look and see what's going on here. Look with me, first of all. Again, you've heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it's by God's throne, nor by earth, for it's his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes, and your no be no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Folks, we're going to look at this passage here in a moment, and we're going to talk about the whole issue of integrity. 
But before we look at Jesus' words, I want to explain to you why this is so important. Why is this such an important heart issue for you and I to deal with, especially in light of our culture? Have you noticed that the culture we live in, integrity almost means what? Nothing. The whole issue of integrity means something. I mean, in fact, if you're older, you can remember a time when a man gave you his word, you lived by what he said, right? Is that true anymore? In fact, we don't make agreements by verbal agreements anymore. You've got to have a lawyer to make an agreement. And even that, even though you got it signed on a piece of paper, does that mean people follow through? No. We live in a culture that doesn't have any integrity. Why is that? Why are we like that? We're not going to talk about our culture. We're going to talk about us. So here's a couple of things I want you to see. When we make vows, like swearing on a stack of Bibles, when we make vows, here's what we're doing. We make vows to deflect the issue from our character. When you make a vow, you ever, you ever told somebody, this is the way it was. This is, this is my side of the story. And they don't believe you, and you say to them, well, I swear on a stack of Bibles, this is the way it was. Ever done that? A lot of us have. The reason why you're doing that, the reason why you would bring in something like a stack of Bibles, and in their day what they would say is, I swear on the temple, or I swear on the Most High, I swear this. The reason why they did that is because they're wanting to deflect the issue from their own character. Because what they're saying is, is my character isn't enough to justify what I'm saying, so therefore I've got to bring something else in that's greater than my what? Character. I got to bring in this other issue to prove the point with these people. And let me just stop for a moment. When somebody swears on a stack of Bibles to you, do you really believe them anyhow? Our tendency is no. When you start bringing that in, we still see the obvious. Hey, there's something wrong here. So we make vows to deflect the issue from our character. Here's the second thing. We operate and this is what the Pharisees did, we operate within the loopholes of our vows. We operate within the loophole of our vows. You ever told somebody you're going to do something, but in your mind you're telling them, I'm going to do this, I commit to you, I'm going to do this, but in your mind you've got a loophole there. I'll give you an illustration. When I was a kid, this is back when TVs were still black and white. And they had, on the, on the afternoon, they would have the Little Rascals. How many of you remember the Little Rascals, okay? And one of my favorite characters was Alfalfa, okay? Because he had that piece of hair sticking up, you know. And whenever Alfalfa would make a promise to do something, what did he do? Or what did the Little Rascals do? They held their hand behind their back and they what? Crossed their fingers. What were they doing? making a loophole to their promise because the promise wasn't enough because they were giving themselves a what? An out. They were giving themselves an out. Now, folks, we laugh at that, you know, especially the older people. Yeah, I remember Alfalfa and Buckwheat. That's how we operate our lives. And it affects every area of our life. It affects our marriages. It affects our work. It affects our time with God. We're good at making vows, right? We're good at making commitments. But here's the problem. 
When we make those commitments, we've gotten so used to our culture, we've got fine print. Did you know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever listened to when they do a, like a, like some kind of giveaway on the, on the radio at the end, you hear some guy speaking real fast and nobody understands what he's saying? That's the fine print. That's the loophole. And we operate within the loopholes. We justify ourselves within the loopholes. And that's the way we live. See, that's, we're only fooling ourselves, folks. The reality is, is there's a deeper issue, and the deeper issue is that we lack what? Integrity. Now here comes Jesus. He wants us to have a righteousness that exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were the ones who would go around and make this kind of statement. They would be, that say, you know, again, you've heard it said of old, you shall not swear falsely, but perform your oaths to the Lord. They would go around and make those kind of statements. But Jesus wants to go a little bit further. He wants to get right down to the issue of the heart. And so he's going to tell us some things here. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take these verses, and we're really going to divide them into two sections. We're going to look at verses 33 through 36, and we're going to consider what you're saying. Jesus wants you to take a step back and think about what you're saying. All right? Then we're going to look at verse 37 and talk about the reality of you. Because if we're going to talk about integrity... We're going to have to talk about who? You. We're going to have to talk about me. So let's look at this together. Look with me. First of all, look with me at verse 34. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by earth, for it is the footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. What's he saying here? First of all, Jesus tells his followers Not to make oaths at all. When he's talking about an oath, he's talking about you trying to validate something that you're saying. That you are going to do or not do. And so you're validating it by this oath, this vow that you're making. And so what he's saying here is don't do that. Don't make any vows at all to prove your point. It's an issue of proving your point. Don't find yourself in a place where you're making oaths at all. But here's the reason why we do it. We want to deflect from our deficiency in our what? Our character. The reason why we do that kind of thing is because we want to, we, we, we lack in our character. So therefore we got to present something else that seems to have a greater character. And Jesus is saying, no, don't do that. Don't do that at all. You be you. In fact, look at the next thing he says there. Look with me at verse 35. Look at what he says. For I say to you, do not swear, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by earth, for it is the Lord's footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Why is he saying that? Because all oaths are binding before the Lord. All oaths. There are no loopholes, Jesus is saying. Even though you've got this fine print in your mind, well, I'll do that, and I'll tell them I'll do that, and and I'll tell them based on this that I'll do that, but I'm giving myself a way out. The reality is, as Jesus is saying here, look, when you give somebody a vow, when you tell them you're going to do something, it's binding. Wait a minute now, George. That I don't like that. I like to be free. I like to be able to 
get myself out of something. No, you can't be that way. If you give, tell a person you're going to do something, you need to hold through on your commitment. When you make a vow, when you tell somebody something, you, you what? Your word has to stick. That's what Jesus is saying, is that your oaths are binding before the Lord. Here, here's the other thing. Look with me, the third thing there, verse 36. He said, don't even swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. This is what Jesus is saying. You can't presume. Here's the point he's making here. You can't presume upon even yourself to make an oath. You ever done that? I'll be there for you. I'll do this. And then as the time approaches, your world falls apart. It breaks loose. Everything's going on that's the exact opposite. And you're bound by an oath. And you want to get out of it because you can't what? Follow through on it now because your life just turned upside down. Do you understand? You can't even presume upon the future. This is what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about consider what you're saying. The issue is what are you saying? Think about it. Think about what you're saying. So what do we need to do about it, George? Well, you need to consider the reality of you. So let's look here. There's three things we're going to find just in this one verse. And hopefully we can bring home some truth for us today. Look with me at verse 37. But let your yes be yes, and your no, no. For what is more in these is from the evil one. See, the reality of you needs to be marked by what? Integrity. You need to be a man and woman of your what? Word. Really, the issue is, can I be honest with you, it needs to be more than just the issue of integrity. It has to be the issue of truth. Because really, that's what it's about, isn't it? Because when you're making a vow to somebody, you're saying it's true that I'm going to be there to be there for you during this time. And what he's saying is, is that you and I need to be men and women of truth. What do you mean by that, George? Well, you ever ever had somebody who constantly told you they're going to be there for you? I'll be there for you, man. I'll be there. Time comes. Were they there? No. Next time. I'll be there for you, man. I'll be there. Now, you're a little nervous the next time, but you're like you're willing to give him a chance, right? After about the fifth time of being told you'll be there, what do you think in your mind? Yeah, he's not going to be there. Because he's not telling you the what? Truth. Here's what I want you to see. Three things. Number one, when we talk about the reality of you, your word should stand for itself. Don't worry about swearing on a stack of Bibles. Don't worry. Don't say it's on your grandma's grave. I mean, you hear all the silly things people say to justify what they're going to do and say, I'm going to do this because of this. No, no, you need to let your yes be what? Yes. And your no be what? No. That's what he's talking about here, folks. He's talking about you being a person of what? Truth and integrity. Truth and integrity. So the reality is, is your word should stand for itself. Your word should stand for itself. Here, here's what he's doing. He's calling us to. Number two, 
Jesus calls us to be men and women of truth. Men and women of truth. And let me just stop for a moment. You want to know why we do do the loophole thing? This isn't true in every case, but it's true in a lot of cases. Here's what I find. If I'm interacting with you and you need my help with something or you need me to do this or or you want to know something from me and I, I get into the thing where my yes and no are not enough and I get into the thing of wanting to be like, I'll be there for you, man. And, you know, I'll always be. Able. And you start this vow stuff going on. Part of the reason why we do that is because we don't like confrontation. What do you mean? We like to look for the loophole and we like to take the easy way out. And so if, if somebody comes to me and says, hey, George, I really need you to take care of this for me and to be here on this day. I need you to pick me up and take me to the doctor's at six in the morning, and I'm sitting there, and I know I got a I got a six o'clock in the morning appointment, but I don't really want to get into, especially when he says you're the only one who can do it. I don't want the confrontation of having to say to him because I want everybody to like me. I don't want the confrontation of having to say to that person what? No. I'm sorry, I, I can't do it that day. I gotta go see my own doctor. Or I'm having breakfast with my wife. Or I'm doing this. Did you understand what I'm saying? Because we, 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 so what, here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll make a vow. Oh yeah, I'll be there for you. Till the day rolls around and they're like waiting. Hey George, where, where are you? I'm waiting here, man. Oh, oh, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot. First of all, in the world when we got devices like this that remind us of everything, we forget. First of all, we knew right from the beginning that we could never what? Make it. See, we, we fudge on the side of little white lies. Let's, isn't that what we call them? Well, it's just a, you know, hey, I had to do that because I didn't want to just say no to the guy. Jesus wants us, he's calling us to, listen to me, folks, when he says, let your yes be yes and your no be no, he's calling you to what? Be men and women of what? Truth. Be men and women of truth. Here's the third thing. And this is the one that I think we should pay attention to. Look with me at verse 37. Look at that last part. For whatever is more than these. What's he talking about more than these? Well, whatever is more than your yes being yes and your no being no. Look at what he says. Whatever is more than these is from who? The evil one. Now, who is that? Satan. He's real. What's he saying here? To go beyond your word and life reveals what? A lack of integrity. That's what Jesus is saying here. 
If you go beyond the simple being of a man and woman of yes being yes and no being no, of being a man and woman of truth, of being a man and woman of integrity, to go beyond that, to swear on a stack of Bibles, to swear on your grandma's grave, or, or to, you know, I'll do this for you. I'll give you 20 bucks if I don't. You know, I mean, think of the silly things that we say. Remember, we're deflecting from our, what? Character issues. And here's what Jesus says. It reveals that we lack what? Because we're following through on evil. We lack integrity. See, that's really, and it, it's really, can I be honest with you? It's really a hard issue, isn't it? It's more than just saying you're going to be there to do stuff for people. It's about who you are as a person. Are you going to follow through on what you're saying? The wonderful thing is, is you can do that through Jesus. Because it's through Christ that you can be men and women of truth. It's through Christ that you can be men and women of integrity. So what do we do with this, George? Well, let me give you two thoughts, two questions to think through. Because you might be here and you're saying, oh, you know, that's, that's really been a great sermon, George, but I don't really have that problem. Really? Really? You don't have an integrity problem? You know, I've been pastoring for 20 years now. I have found that all human beings suffer from an integrity problem. Period. All human beings. Can you really say that? Yeah. It's just that some of us are better covering it than others. Hey, look at the Pharisees. Do you think that people would look at them and say they got an integrity issue? No, they were doing all the right stuff. But Jesus said this about them, that they're what? Whitewashed sepulchers filled with what? Dead men's bones. Looking good on the outside, but on the inside, they're a mess. So here's the two questions. Number one, do you live within the loopholes? Wow. Isn't that how we all live? Do you live within the loopholes? Think about it. Are you like alfalfa? I'll do anything. Really? I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, I mean, listen to me. If we're honest with ourselves, if we will, can I be honest? Let's take ourselves off our self-righteous platforms for a moment because we're Christians, you know. Men and women of God's word. But listen, if we could just get down to the bare you and remove our pride for a moment, we would have to say, yeah, George, there's a few loopholes I'm living in. Here, I'll give you an example of one. This is what I've seen Christians do. 
I know I shouldn't do this. I know it's wrong. But there is forgiveness. He'll forgive me. Isn't that a loophole? Isn't that the loophole we live in? Banking on forgiveness? Are, do, do you live within loopholes? Here's the second question, and this is, this is real. You gotta ask yourself this question. Do, do you see what's lacking in your life? Integrity comes from the word whole. That we get the word whole. Do, do you see what's lacking in your life? You need to. Trust me, other people do. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Trust me, other people do. You know, I mean, my greatest critics, thank the Lord for them, are my family. Because they see through the veneer. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'm doing good. And I come home and I, hey, what did you guys think? Well, that was ridiculous, Dad. That was, that was, I can't believe you said that. You're in trouble. What everybody else thought? Well, it doesn't really matter what everybody else says. It matters about the people who know me and they know that I'm lacking wholeness in my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. Remember I told you we are all lacking wholeness. We're all lacking in integrity here. So the question is, do you see it yourself? Do you see it yourself? Or are you deceiving yourself thinking, oh, I got it together. I'm doing all right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I got a job. I'm, you know, I, things are going. I mean, look, I got wonderful kids. They're doing well and got friends and, Life's been perfect. Yeah, but that means nothing. How are you as a person? Are you lacking in an area? Simply because nobody knows what you're lacking in doesn't mean that you're not lacking. Are you lacking? So what do we do, George? Here, here's what we're going to do. Here's your action point. Here's what we got to do, because you know what? If I try it on my own to be this person that God's calling me to be, the reality is, is I can't do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't do it by yourself. Jesus said in John chapter 15, for without me, you can do nothing. Here's the reality. You need to ask the Spirit to help you to become a man or woman of integrity. That's what you got to do. You got to go to the Lord and you got to be honest with Him and say, Lord, you know, I am lacking in this area of my life. I'm not whole, Lord. But I thank you that through Jesus Christ, I'm a new creation. I can come to you, Lord, and you do your work in my life and you help me to be the man and woman that I need to be. That's where it begins. It begins in your heart. It begins in your heart.
thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.